Hello, everyone. This is Sherry Rice. Welcome to Access to Healthcare's weekly podcast, where we bring you local guests on topics of interest to you and your family. Today, we are discussing another COVID-19 issue, commercial property in our community, how the layoffs and businesses shutting down has impacted our occupancy. My guest is Melissa Molino, Executive Vice President, Colliers International. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me, Sherry. Yes, this is uh, this is fabulous because I know that that uh, most people, when they think of property, they think of purchasing a home. And we had a a real estate agent, Michelle Attaway, on uh, to talk about what's happening with home sales and how you view a home and the precautions that you take. But commercial buildings are such an important piece of keeping our community economically vital, aren't they? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, um, commercial properties, you know, range from warehouse space, uh, retail buildings, restaurants, malls. Um, I particularly work on office buildings, um, so we house, you know, um, financial institutions, law firms. Um, but really, um, commercial space is uh, kind of the heartbeat, I feel like, of um, of America, and definitely of our community. Yeah, I mean, if we've been here, I've been here in uh, the Reno area for over 40 years, and of course I've seen amazing changes here. But I also know that I'm always sad to see what a, whatever we would call that a big box building. Take the Mervyn's building if you've yes. been here long yes. enough. Uh, being vacant oh, yes. and not being utilized, and then it just looks like a big empty place. And we've seen a lot of that as everything has moved south, haven't we? Yeah, you know, there definitely has been um, progress to kind of, uh, well, we definitely have some redevelopment in the downtown area, and we could talk about that. But, yes, we have seen a lot of, um, especially the retail properties, even um, office development head south. Um, Retail tends to follow where rooftops go. That's just a saying that we have. So anytime we see, um, you know, new development and housing, you're going to see the, you know, real estate follow. And I definitely think you've seen that. Um, south of town, the North Valleys, Spanish Springs, um, and so, uh, and then office tends to follow because people need, you know, doctor's offices or, you know, satellite office for, you know, real estate, mortgage, um, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's an amazing thing when you say, say that again, rooftop, where rooftops go is where? <laughs> Retail follows rooftops. Rooftops, that was great, <laughs> I haven't heard that, that's a great saying. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, when I think back over the last 30, 35 years, that's exactly what's happened. I mean, Park Lane Mall used to be the heart of town. Yep. And then you see the gentrification and the redevelopment, so you may start to see more happen around there, but it's definitely going to look very different than, you know, it did uh, 20, 30 years ago. Um, But just right there, Shoppers Square is a long-time retail mall, and they're undergoing a major facelift um, in Mm -hmm. hopes to get ready for all of the apartments that are going um, going up at, at Park Lane, which are actually under construction now. Mm-hmm. Well, Access to Healthcare is located in the uh, Reno Town Mall, which used to be yes. called the Old Town Mall, and we've certainly oh, yeah. seen major changes in our vicinity also. Yep, yeah, absolutely. How long have you been in the commercial property business? How long have I been in? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is going to be, believe it or not, my 15th year. <laughs> so and with call years, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I can't believe I've been anywhere that long. I know, me too. Years. Me too. Yep. Well, you've obviously seen a lot of change, and you certainly, I'm sure, know your business quite well. So let's move on to um, the impact of COVID-19. 
So we know that it was about uh, early to mid-March when we all realized that it was coming into our community um, and that there were going to be a lot of changes in our community. And, of course, initially we all worried about our health, but then we started to see the economic downturn. What changes have you seen uh, in the last four or five months? Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, and with you, I think initially it was um, very much health-driven and and stopping the spread, but... Um, as we shut down businesses, um, you know, we uh, it really did impact uh, small business. I mean, even large business. I know a lot of um, you know firms that still have not had people return to work. Um, I think one thing was the shutdown of the schools, um, with you know uh, many people not being able to provide uh, you know daycare services or hire help. They've had to stay home. Um, so that, coupled with just you know the fear of going back to office space, um, has made a lot of people um, basically uh, you know the, the spaces have gone dark, and um, we just have never ever seen anything like that. I I worked through the Great Recession. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very long and slow. Uh, downward progression, and it took a long time to come back up. Um, this was a, a very sharp. I think we're still in it, but a very, very sharp, sudden decline. And um, you know, I think in early March we all saw it. You know, the virus. There was talk of the virus, and then you know, the next week, um, about mid-March, almost everything is shut down. And you know, I'm I'm sure this recession will be coined the Great Shutdown. Because truly, that's what happened. So we saw, you know, everything from retail to schools to, you know, office buildings, um, just completely shut down. And we ha- we have not ever seen that before, um, especially for this long. Yeah, I think most of us are still in a little bit of uh, shock from how quickly yeah. it all happened and trying to adjust to whatever we think is the new normal. Of course, the new normal seems to change every couple of weeks for us. You had mentioned earlier on that office buildings is really your specialty. Let's talk a little bit about what working from home is going to do in the short term and the long term. If we don't need as much office space because we're all we're, I know that 95% of my staff are working from home, is that going to change uh, the way people do offices? Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the biggest challenges, you know, myself as an office broker is facing is, you know, we don't know what the future should look like. Um, we're still in the middle of the virus. So a lot of the protocols we have right now with social distancing, um, they make it hard for somebody to be in their office. You know, you have to have a special kind of setup to have people working, you know, six feet apart. I mean, think about right. a call center or somebody that has a lot of cubicles. And traditionally, um, you know, our community has seen a lot of private office layouts, but some of the influence from the tech companies that have moved here has been more of the open space and, you know, fitting as many people as you can onto a floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and right now that, that just doesn't work. So, um, yes, we, we're going to have to figure out how to adapt, but without knowing if there's going to be a vaccine, you know, is this just something that's going to have to run its course and we're going to have to adapt? Uh, it has a lot of office occupiers on pause. Yeah. So what I think it will do to short, in our short term is going to have we're, we're, landlords are going to have to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the renewals, you know, typically a lease term in our world is anywhere from you know three to seven years is pretty typical, with five years being the most. Right now we're doing a lot of one-year renewals just mm-hmm. to you know people just want to quote get through it, and then they'll be able to plan. So. The number one thing is going to be flexibility, both on the employer side or occupier side and the landlord side. Um, but it also may be that, hey, you know, um, for me and my husband, working from home was very hard. We have two small children. 
we really prefer to be in our office. So, you know, maybe when I come back, I come back on a, a, a day that not everybody's there. Half will be there on one day, the other half of the staff will be there the next day so that you, you know, you don't completely fill your space, but you still allow people to come back. Um, so we've seen a lot of firms getting very um, creative in how they handle it and, you know, almost doing shifts <laughs> in the office right. world. Right. Of course, it will have a huge impact. And, we, you know, I've, I've told a lot of people we're so lucky that this did not hit, I mean, even five, ten years ago. The amount of technology we all have with, you know, high-speed Internet at our home, you know, products like Zoom or Microsoft Teams that allow us to connect um, virtually, um, you know, that has really allowed uh, people to stay connected during this time. It certainly, in my opinion, doesn't replace, you know, face-to-face -face meetings, but it, it allows you to, you know, conduct business and, and still have a sense of connection. So I definitely think we're going to start to see a lot of technology. And, um, you know, some of the things that are coming out of this hopefully will be long-term and, and, and for mm -hmm. the better. You know, maybe we all don't need to get in a conference room for every meeting. Um, right, right. You know, or maybe, you know, I'm on the EDON board. I know, Sherry, you're involved. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we don't all need to physically meet for every meeting. We can, you know, save on gas or our commute time. So, you know, there's, there should be some good things that come out of it. But at this time, um, it, it really has disrupted most tenants. Yeah. And I think we're yeah. all still trying to figure out what the future looks like. Yeah, I think that we're in many ways it created chaos and crisis, and we're not quite out of that mindset yet uh, yeah. on it. I know here at Access we have an expansion in the works to move yeah. really to double our, our size, and uh, then I send home 90% of my staff. We're still <laughs> yeah. going to move forward because we have uh, great hope that yeah. somewhere in 2021 we'll go back to seeing people in person. Of course, we, see prob we take care of about 15,000 people a month here with their health care, and we're not doing in-person anymore. It's all over phone. Um, and we hope to go back in-person because our clients miss it, we miss it. But yeah. So we just we kept on with our expansion with the yeah. hope that yeah. things would change. Let me ask you on that because I, I'm not totally up on what happened at the federal level with uh, the moratorium on evictions. Did that, yeah. did that also go to uh, business owners could not... Uh, have a tenant, kick a tenant out if they didn't pay their rent? Yes. So we did have the, um, uh, you know, moratorium on evictions for commercial properties. Um, so that did impact uh, the commercial market. Um, I will say it was uh, more so on the retail side. Um, if you think about it, you know, an office user, a law firm, CPA, you know, they're able to work and bill from home. Um, so personally, we didn't see a lot of um, office owners um, or office business owners asking for uh, deferrals of rent or just not paying. But on the retail side, you know, if you're a gym or a salon mm -hmm. or a restaurant, you right. know, you were hit very hard. So we did see a lot of that regulated to the uh, retail world. Um, but what that and that moratorium was lifted on June 30th. Um, so during up until that time, there could be no late fees. They couldn't pursue late fees or evictions. That has since lifted. But what we have found is that most owners of businesses worked with their landlords. Landlords worked with the tenants, and they you know came up with a solution that would work. And we saw you know various 
uh, things for whatever worked for that particular business, but some paid, you know, partial rent, some deferred it, some added on, you know, months to their um, lease term. Um, a lot of the businesses got the PPP so that, you know, they were mm-hmm. able to still right. contribute to some. So I, I think um, most owners kind of realized that this was, you know, a very um, <laughs> unique situation and it was better to work with those tenants to to keep them in the building and have them be successful. Yeah, because you're just left with an empty space then. And at yeah. this time, um, there probably aren't a lot of people looking for new office space. If I'm, I'm making that assumption, is it true? Yeah, I mean, we definitely have seen a slowdown um, on the office market. Obviously, March and April in, in my world were completely dead. We We barely did any tours. And then it started to pick up in May. We are seeing the larger, more corporate businesses still on hold because, you know, I think they have a lot of liability. They, you know, don't want people to be in the office. They want to figure this out. And, you know, they probably have the resources to have people work from home. Mm -hmm. Where we are seeing a lot of movement, um, I guess, for right now is the smaller businesses. Um, One example was a company I worked with who, um, you know, had been working out of their home. They started to grow. They were hiring people, and they really felt like the culture of their office would be hard to do remotely. You know, and if I think about it, if I was going to go work somewhere new, you know, it would be very hard to just start from your house (laughs) and not know your coworkers and and the culture. So I would say that, you know, right now we're very busy with the more local type firms and the smaller firms. Um, I think the larger office occupiers are trying to figure it out. But one interesting um, phenomenon I've seen, and, you know, before this I was touring with a firm who's here from the Bay Area. We we, we already saw that before COVID hit. We saw a lot of people looking to get out of California Mm -hmm. for a variety of reasons, convenience, cost, uh, quality of life. Mm -hmm. But I think what COVID has done in some of those big cities in the Bay Area has really exacerbated the – the nuances and the annoyances that they have. And it's it's so hard to do business there. And I've talked to some of my colleagues where, you know, to get into some of those high-rise buildings, you have to make an appointment. They only allow two people per elevator, so you're waiting in line. Mm-hmm. They have to sanitize afterwards. And, you know, for us, like I know where your office is, we pull up to our parking lot, we walk in, we can take mm-hmm. the stairs if we don't want to use the elevator. And so just now we're starting to see a lot of companies come and look over here. And I do feel like that will help us and will kind of backfill some of the, you know, um, the vacant space that we have. And, and potentially that could come up if firms do decide to sublease or downsize as, you know, um, COVID drags on and people figure out what their space should look like going forward. Well, it's interesting that you should bring up California because Jackie, who tapes the show, had told me that there was an article um, that she saw, I think it was yesterday, that there's uh, running out of houses to sell up at Lake Tahoe for the California people who uh, want to leave California and are going to Lake Tahoe to buy up the houses and they're paying cash for it. I mean, it. Oh my gosh. I know. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. And California, um, it's always been at times an exodus from California uh, to here. Yep. And yeah. uh, that has its pluses and its minuses. Yep. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. And uh, and if we have the office space uh, and the owners of the offices need to, they need to rent their space too. I mean, one of the things that I heard a lot from people who own different buildings when the moratorium came out is, well, 
wait, what about the owner of the building? You're making an assumption that I can afford not to be paid. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, um, that is very true. Um, you know, some owners are, you know, they carry a lot of cash, but, you know, other people, um, I mean, a lot of my clients are, you know, retired and, mm -hmm. you know, their real estate is their income for right. retirement. So right. it shouldn't be assumed that, you know, just because you own a building, you have, you know, these right. <laughs> pockets to pay your mortgage and exactly. the utilities and property tax and, yeah. you know, all the things that you need to keep the building running. Yeah, the same with somebody who has a second home that they rent out. It doesn't mean that they have enough money to pay that mortgage for the next yep. three months um, without the renter paying too. It, so it, it really, I think all we're saying is that it hit, every, both, it hit both very hard. Yes. Absolutely. Nobody got out of this got free. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so let's talk a little bit about the long-term effects of this. I mean, we, of course, don't know what they're going to be, but we can assume that this isn't going to bounce back too quickly. Yeah, no, I mean, and we've all heard of, you know, is the recovery going to be V-shaped? Is it going to be U-shaped? Is it going to be W-shaped? And, you know, is there, are we still in the first wave? Is there a second wave? Um, long term, you know, I, I think we do need to get through the winter months. I think we need to see, um, I, I think there's so much unknown about the virus. And, you know, if it's worse in warm weather, cold weather, so I think a lot of people want to get through winter, and I know a lot of office um, occupiers are not having people come back until, you know, they've said 2021. I'm not sure mm -hmm. if you and your staff have decided on a date. Mm -hmm. um, so, again, you know, when people aren't working in their office, um, they're not expanding. They're not, um, you know, you started your expansion, but you're not going to plan an expansion. Right. Um, you know, they're not really doing anything. So right. I, I mean, that's probably what's been, you know, hitting so hard is that there's just not the velocity of activity that we had before COVID and we had a lot of activity. Right. Right. So that has now, uh, when there's less activity, owners get a little bit more aggressive. Is it going to push down rates? You know, and I, I, in my opinion, I do think it will impact it. I don't think it will be as negatively impacted as we saw in the great recession. Um, but I do think that there will be um, an adjustment to rates. And then I do think that some firms will either have to downsize just because the economy has affected their business and their bottom line. And, you know, real estate is one of the, you know, top two line items, usually, you know, salaries and, and real estate and rent. So you probably will see some folks downsize. And then also depending on COVID, um, we could see some folks give back space or when they renew, they downsize. The one potential bright point um, is that um, some offices may need to expand. You know, if you do need to be, if you're, a, you know, financial services or somebody that has a business that just can't work from home for, you know, security purposes or, you know, team working culture, but you need to have everybody back, you may, if, you know, six feet distance um, guidelines go on for much longer, you may actually need to expand. So we have seen some companies exploring mm -hmm. actually expanding. Mm -hmm. um, so, but, but again, I, I do think long term we'll have a better idea of what this looks like in Q2 of 2021. Um, right now it's just, you know, everybody's keeping their head down, doing what they can to get through it, um, evaluating options, and then we'll have a better idea, you know, going into next year. So, um, so tell me, Melissa, well, you mentioned uh, in the beginning of our conversation there that you feel that we won't be as Im impacted as much as the Great Recession. What 
what is that that you're basing that on? Is your gut telling you that? Is there some sort of parameters that are going on now that are different than then? Yeah, you know, and that is a good question. But I feel like with the Great Recession, it was very tied to, you know, the housing market and mortgages. Mm -hmm. And um, and this recession feels a little different. I I think it's impacted uh, retail, small business, uh, to some extent offices. But, I mean, you know, the stock market is still strong. Companies are still doing strong. You know, we'll have to see how earnings uh, come out and, you know, retail sales numbers. Um, but it, it was almost like in this recession, people had money. They just had nowhere to spend it. You know, they mm-hmm. couldn't travel. They couldn't, you know, they yeah, want to. They, that's true. Yeah, they could not buy. They couldn't go out and go shopping. They, you know, mm-hmm. can't take a trip. So um, I could be wrong, but my um, my assessment is that the economy is actually a bit healthier than mm-hmm. we were in the, in the recession. And if we could just get everybody, you know, even close to back to normal, um, I think we'll kind of rebound on more of that U-shape. Um, and that's what I'm hoping for. Um, well, in, So in far, the, we haven't seen um, the foreclosures. We haven't right. seen, um, you know, all of that hit like we did in, you know, 2008. Yeah, when you explain it, and thank you for explaining it, because that made perfect sense to me. It is very different in many ways. And uh, yeah. you're right. We We aren't, many of us aren't not outspending uh, because we don't have the dollars to do it, we're not outspending because of COVID. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and COVID is the overarching um, on all of this. It is very different than the foreclosures that were happening in the housing market. Thanks for articulating that because it made a lot of a lot of sense to me. And certainly for a lot of us, when they shut down the hairdressers and the nail places and the gyms and the yeah. <laughs> spas, you know, we saved a whole lot of money. <laughs> We did, yes, we did. We did, and some of us started baking. <laughs> yes, I know. We're I buying know. a camper. Exactly. We bought campers yeah, and started uh, baking. But, um, baking. Yeah. yeah. Oh, goodness. And, you know, sometimes it's just good to laugh in the face of um, what really uh, is very chaotic for all of us. Oh, yes. Yeah, very, very chaotic for all of us. Well, thank you so much. Anything else that you want to add? This has been um, very informative. I um, I think that it's really good to remind people that commercial property is part of the essence of the infrastructure of our Reno Sparks community, and it certainly is. Yeah. Yeah, no, and thank you so much for having me, and I'd love to extend the offer to come back and maybe early 2021 and we can, you know, we are actively tracking the market. We do publish a quarterly report. Um, so, you know, we we do follow what happens to rental rates, um, absorb, absorption and occupancy, sales prices, you know, who is moving, who's growing. Um, so I'd be more than happy uh, next year to come back and, and give you guys an update. Oh, that would be great because by then we hope uh, that things have calmed down a bit and we can get down to some of those uh, that data. That would be fabulous. Yeah, and maybe we'll have a better idea of, you know, answering the question on what the long-term impact yeah. will be because just right now it's so hard to you yeah. know, to know. Well, thank you again, Melissa. We've been talking um, today about the impact COVID-19 has had on the commercial property in our area. My guest has been Melissa Malinu, and she is Executive Vice President of Colliers International. I want to thank everyone for listening to this podcast And for a list of our podcasts, go to accesstohealthcare.org slash podcast. 
and everybody listening, please stay safe and please wear your mask.